Welcome to the Perfect Time Podcast. Join us, your go-to gal pals, as we dish out tips and tricks on all things mindset and mental fitness. I'm Christy. And I'm Lindsay. Get ready for a dose of laughter, plenty of aha moments, and a whole lot of positivity packed into each episode. Hi, friends. Happy um, new year. We're still in the new year. And the last time we recorded, we were not officially in the new year, but now we really are. We're really doing this in the new year. Um, so happy 2024. We are back again today um, with a friend and she's been here before, but I'm excited to have her back. Lindsay and I are here with my friend, Carrie, Carrie Bell. So Carrie, welcome. Yay! Thanks Thanks. for um, joining us again. I think the last time you were on, um, you talked, just to remind everyone who you are, you spoke a little bit about divorce and, or a lot bit about divorce. And um, when when you were on, I wasn't sure how many people like that was going to resonate with, but I feel like your, your episode was like a hit. Like I got tons of feedback from that episode that it was great and that people loved it and so um oh, so nice. yeah so thanks for being vulnerable about vulnerable about that because obviously that's something that you didn't ever plan to hop on a podcast and talk about mm-hmm. uh, but it was helpful to so many so I'm, I'm thankful yeah. that you did me too I'm glad that it resonated with people and I think um I say this all the time, but every single, every single experience in your life, good or bad can be a lesson moving forward. So, um, it's just a a matter of how you look at it, like what kind of perspective you have on the situation, but yeah. And and, you know, like that's, that's sorry. That's the goal of of the, of the mindset podcast is just to make a lesson out of the shit sometimes, you know, like that's it. Um, Yep. And you've done an excellent job with that. And you inspire me every day there. So I, anyway, I'm thankful to have you back on. We're not, we're not going to necessarily talk divorce again today, but you can feel free to bring it up if it comes up, but we just wanted to have you on because you're our friend and we're hoping, I forget if we said this last week or not, but we're kind of hoping that the second week of every month, our goal is to have a friend or like a professional come on and talk about whatever subject we are kind of talking about for that month. And so this month, just to keep things light and fun, we chose a friend um, just to continue the New Year's kind of realizations conversation um, from last week. And so before we get started, Carrie, we have to ask you our like questions that we're going to make a thing of every time. What is in your plate what is in your wait what did what is in your cup what's on your plate is that what we said yeah yep okay yeah okay so my cup is um starbucks this is my second coffee of the day i like actually the blonde roast from starbucks and i'm a i'm a hot coffee like all year round all day well i don't drink it all day this is actually a little bit late in the day for maybe drinking coffee but i'm still sipping on it because i'm really tired so yeah so hot coffee starbucks blonde roast which i typically i'm not usually a huge starbucks fan i go i would say once a week to starbucks but today i went because it was quick and easy um and what's on my plate so that's like figuratively right yeah yes okay (laughs) i mean if you're eating you can tell us that too but what do you what do you have on the docket fasting today that's the other reason that I'm drinking coffee um what is on my plate I literally have so much on my plate I can't even I don't even know where to begin um so do so you, much on do my you want to take your plate and throw it against the wall I wish I could share a picture of my schedule on here I'm sure I'm sure I've shared that with Christy before but um my plate is so full at all times I don't think that it's so hard for me to explain to people what my days are like, but it's literally just, it's just basically a time blocked color coded mess of shit all day. Sorry. Can I say that on here? Um, mess of stuff all day long. Um, and I kind of thrive in that, but I also am so overwhelmed with my life and how much I have going on. So I just, I just walk around all day with to-do lists and time blocks, like 15 minute time blocks. I'm talking like I have to schedule when I eat. (laughs) 
Um, so that's why I'm, part of the reason that I'm fasting today, because it just makes it a lot easier. <laughs> well, I feel super honored that we made the time block today. Thanks for making that happen. In full transparency, the reason that you made the time block today is because one of the things that was blocked off on my calendar today was to go for a walk with my my friend whose birthday is today. Um, but my daughter is sick for the third day in a row. So she is at home with me. So that time block turned into other things. Um, so this this fit in so I can still do the rest of my work for the day. But I had a little a little extra time at home and she's just chilling, hopefully taking a nap downstairs. And yeah. Um, well, I hope she feels better soon. And I like it's so hard when um, children are sick, when you've time blocked yourself, like you said, in those super tight increments and then your entire day just gets like a wrench just gets thrown in. It's hard to pivot sometimes and navigate. So anyway, I'm glad that meant that we got to chat with you today. Yeah. Silver lining. You see? There it is. It worked out. <laughs> um, okay. I love that. So I thought today, like we could just kind of chat, you know, an extension of last week. Um, Carrie, I'd love to hear your thoughts on just like, you know, new year, do you make resolutions? Do you reflect? Do you journal? How do you kind of handle a new year? Or do you just keep on flowing through like no big, nothing's changed? So I am a, I'm a big fan. I don't know if I mentioned this before the last time I was on here, but I love a new week, a new month, like a fresh start. And I'm one of those people that's like, if I'm going to like eat healthy and I've been eating like shit, I'm like on Monday, I will start fresh or on the first of the month, I will start my budget or whatever. And so I love, I love the new year and I loved that it was on a Monday this year. Um, that just felt like, so, I don't know, just felt so perfect to me. Um, and so I actually sat down last night and kind of mapped out. I don't, I wouldn't say I do new year's resolutions. I kind of more set my goals for the year. Like, what do I want to accomplish this year? Um, I break them into different categories. So personal, um, financial, professional, parenting, romantic, like kind of just group them into different areas. Um, and I just make a handful of goals for each one of those categories. And then, um, yeah, so that, that's kind of how I approach it. And, um, I don't, I don't really ever go back and like check them off, but I, I'm going, I'm going to try to this year. I actually made a list in my phone, like in my notes section. Um, and yeah, I kind of just like hit the ground running today, um, with a lot of that, that new stuff that I'm trying to be more intentional about so that I can get to my goals. That's a great idea. Which of those categories is your favorite to do and which one's the hardest to do out of the ones you listed? Oh, that's a good question. Oh man. Um, I feel like the personal stuff is my favorite to do. It's probably the harder, the, the it's, it's my favorite thing to think about. It's probably the hardest part for me to actually do because that's the stuff that gets pushed to the back burner. Like when, you know, when, when life gets crazy, um, you know, for example, a lot of my personal things have to do with health and wellness. And those are the things that I care the most about. But for example, getting up earlier in the morning and going to bed earlier at night, those are always my goals. And that's pretty much on my list every year. But because my life is so busy and I have so much going on, it's really, really hard for me to get to bed early, which makes it really, really hard for me to get up early. And so then you know, the financial or professional responsibilities take over because I have to like get those things done. Um, so yeah, so I would say those are the, the personal stuff, the most fun for me to think about, hardest for me to implement. Mm -hmm. uh, my least favorite, hmm. That's a really good one. I don't know. Um, like not even like, like, okay, so this is what prompted that. Like when I think about things like, like for me, it would be, I know that I need to budget better, but I don't like doing that. So that would be the one it was, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably some of the career stuff because it's the thing that I need to focus on the most, but it's the hardest thing for me to control, if that makes sense. Like 
I can work really, really hard, but I only have so much control over some of the goals that I have. Um, if that, it's, it's hard to explain without diving like deep down into that rabbit hole of what I've got going on career wise, but I have like 14 jobs. <laughs> I really need to like pare them down and really get some of them to be more of an income producer than others so that I don't have to have as many jobs. Um, but that one, I love thinking about it, but it's, it's really, really, they're really challenging because some of the things require me to focus. Christine, I talk about this a lot, but a lot of the things that I need to do in order to get ahead full time, like down the road are not income producing right now. And so for me to stop and focus on that thing takes money out of my pocket in the, you know, in the immediate, but down the road will help me. So it's just like, you know, that's, that's one of the hardest things for me to have to have to think about. Yeah, that's yeah. So and I think that's probably like if you have an entrepreneurial mindset, which I think all three of us do, like that's probably a well-known pain point for a lot of men and women who are trying to like step outside of the rat race and make something new for themselves, right? Like I was talking to my sister about that same thing just this morning. Like it's hard to start something new and get ahead when it's not paying the bills yet. But if you want it to take off, you still have to give it almost as much or more time as the thing that is paying the bills. And that gets challenging. Yeah, It's like, do you ever see those visuals? It's like the iceberg visual and like everything underwater that has to happen before you actually see the iceberg. I, to me, that helps me so much with that stuff. Cause it's like, ha, ah, like in order to get here, which is maybe like a two year goal, I have to do all these things that first of all, nobody knows, nobody sees. Yeah. Takes a lot of your time, your energy, whatever. And then eventually, you know, you get there and people are like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. And I worked really hard to do that. And, um, yeah. I think that is the hardest season where you're sewing in so much of your like soul and your mind and your heart and energy. And then for the hope that, that, you know, the dream or the vision that you have, um, which I yeah. guess being an entrepreneur, yeah, exactly. I admire that and you so much. And I love that you have all those things going for you. Thanks. And, so and I, I, they paid more money. <laughs> Well, well, Carrie, it's all going to come together. I know I, I always say that to Carrie, but I mean it like it's all going to come together in the really cool way that like no one here in this conversation even knows yet. And I, um, you know, what what you guys don't know about Carrie is that that's not always been her story. She hasn't always had 15 jobs. She was she did have one career and she was like, I mean, a self-proclaimed workaholic in that career. And I and I think, Carrie, you can kind of speak to that if you want. But like you didn't want that life. That wasn't it either, you know? And so we've talked about this before. Like, I think you're happier doing these 15 jobs than you were doing that one job full time, just because it allows you to be more flexible, have more freedom, be available for your children, you know, all the things that, you know, we aspire to have as mothers and entrepreneurial women. Yes. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I struggle, I struggle with this a lot with, again, going into like professional or financial goals or whatever it is, because yes, I did have this like very, um, very, very, very full-time job for about 13 years. I was a wedding coordinator. Um, I worked for, um, a few different catering companies and, um, I was very fortunate when I had my kids to be allowed to work from home. Um, but, and this is probably what the kind of kind of kind of like similar to the analogy that you're talking about with like the iceberg what people saw was like and and what I tried to focus on was yes I was very lucky that I got to work from home was very lucky that I got to be with my kids all day long what people didn't see is that I wasn't sleeping my I was in a failing marriage I was exhausted my health was suffering um and I did that consciously because I wanted to be with my children. That was the most important thing to me. And I needed, I needed the job. I needed to, I needed that income. Um, and then over time, I just, my priorities just shifted. And I was like, I have to take care of myself and I need to figure out a way to do that while also taking care of my kids and being available to them and, you know, making an income. And then I got a divorce and yada, yada, yada. 
Um, and so now I'm kind of at this point where in, in all transparency, like I'm not making enough money. I have to be making more money. And I'm trying to figure out how to still hold on to this idea, this dream of like doing it my way, because I really, really, really don't want to go back to corporate life. Like I just, I, I just, I can't, I can't even fathom that. That literally feels like death to me. And so I kind of um, had gotten to a point in the fall where I said, I'm going to give myself until the end of the year. And I am a massive procrastinator, <laughs> only about things that are like, I'm not a, like, I'm a, I do, I do certain things I, I can buckle down, but there's some stuff where I think in this particular case, I was like, okay, like, I really don't want to have to go to another job. And so I waited until the very last minute. And then I think January 1st hit and I was like, all right, fire under my ass. Like, I'm going to make this work because, um, I need to, like, I just, I really don't want to have to go back to something else. And so I've kind of buckled down and I'm trying to figure out, um, this year, how I can, I can make all of these things work. And that's going to take a massive amount of focus. And, um, I have not been as focused because I've had so much going on, but I'm, I'm there, I'm there. It's a whole so other conversation. Of 15, what is the number one thing that you're focusing on the most? Do you have one or like top three? I don't know. There's a lot so, going on there. Exactly, when I say 15, I have, um, <laughs> I'll just talk. So I, so I teach kids yoga and creative movement. Um, I have two different programs. So one is um, my best friend growing up owns the program in New Jersey. I kind of moved the program or not moved. I, I opened the program here in Rhode Island. Um, that is the thing that I am the most passionate about. I love that job so much. It only is a few hours a week at the moment. I need to like double what I'm doing there. Um, I also teach um, those kids yoga classes at a um, yoga studio here, one of my favorite yoga studios. And then I also teach adult stretching classes there. So that's where I want to be. Like mm -hmm. in that world, I love teaching. I love yoga. Um, that's what I want to be doing more than anything else. Um, my main stream of income and the majority of the hours that I work, I spend doing a um, contracting work for a catering company. So I'm kind of behind the scenes doing like uh, software development and then training their staff on the software. Um, the hope is that that will start to decrease and the other stuff or that will decrease and the other stuff will increase. And then, um, hopefully I can get rid of the consulting job eventually. Um, and then my other thing that I really need to focus on this year, it's such a silly one because this is again, one of the ones that the work that I need to do to get it to run is the part that I'm not going to get paid for. And it's going to take me time and probably cost me money to get it done, but eventually I will make more money. So I make and sell elderberry syrup. And I've been doing this for, like, I don't know, like seven or eight years, maybe just sort of like from my kitchen, like I just make it and I bottle it and started out as like giving it to people. And then people were like, well, can we buy it? And I was like, sure, I guess I can make a bigger batch. And so I started bottling it but I don't have licensing. And so in order, it's one of those things where I could just get my license, have it actually like certified or FDA approved or whatever, Department of Health approved stamp. And then I, you know, they can take half of my money <laughs> from Texas. Mm. I could distribute it other places and mm. actually sell it. Um, and it's just one of those things where it's like kind of, it's sort of money that's sitting out there um, but it's, it's such an undertaking to get all of that licensing done. And so I just keep pushing it off because it's not an easy process. Um, so yeah. And then I'm still doing beauty counter. That's very much on the back burner at the, at the moment, but, um, yeah, I mean, those are kind of the main, the main things at, at the moment, but that's awesome. Don't you feel like the Carrie and I, so Carrie just also started, a sourdough journey, um, which is not an income producing activity, but maybe you could sell your bread. I don't know. Um, but Carrie and I were talking this morning about how, like, like she was asking me a couple of questions about sourdough and I was trying to tell her, but she was having such a mental block with it because it's so new that she was like trying to figure out what I was even saying and how to move forward. And I feel like that is the same thing First of all, I think that's very common for starting sourdough. It's like, wait, what? Like, you know, that's confusing. I was so intimidated by the whole process, which is exactly probably how you feel and how I feel about all of that 
silly bureaucracy stuff about the elderberry syrup. Like, mm-hmm. like it's a, like you almost need like a coach to guide you through those, the process of those things, because it's a whole other world dealing with the health department and like all the things like I wanted to get my license or whatever to sell my eggs, my chicken eggs. And I just, same thing, mental block. I can't bring myself to do it because it just feels like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, I can't, I just have to, I just, I get, I freeze. I paralyze every single time. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like, I, I make a decent amount of cash just selling it to the people that I know, but it's literally just word of mouth. It's not like I don't have a business, you know? And so yeah. if I, and the thing with elderberry is that you can make it in these massive batches. I can get a gigantic Instapot and make three times what I'm making now in one sitting and then be able to distribute it other places. And mm-hmm. again, I could I could really make some good money doing it. But yes, exactly what you said. The it's called a process authority. And you have to like basically have them test your product and tell you how long the shelf life is. And part of the part of the problem is that I, one of the reasons that I'm avoiding it is because they want me to alter the product in order for it to be suitable in their eyes, which means I would have to pasteurize the honey, which takes out the benefits of the honey, or have a shorter shelf life, or have very in-depth testing that allows the longer shelf life. I don't know if anyone knows anything about elderberry syrup. I mean, you can keep that in the fridge for like six months and it doesn't go bad, mm-hmm. but the Department of Health is going to say that it's got a seven-day shelf, yeah, shelf life, and no one's going to spend $30 on a bottle of elderberry syrup for it to be a seven-day shelf life. So I've just kind of flown under the radar. Don't report me to the health department. Um, but I, no, It's like the raw milk thing. It's just, there's, yeah. it's hard to... You know, I wish, I wish that we could all start like a barter's market where we all bring whatever like thing we've made or, you know, whatever, um, produced on our land and just like trade, like the good old freaking days. All days. True. Like I'll trade you a dozen eggs for like some honey or elderberry syrup or bread or whatever, you know? That would be awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that's really cool. I love that. And I totally understand the like roadblocks because I feel like it's like, once you cross that threshold too, you have to be prepared for the next steps, like mentally and emotionally prepared for your business to grow and all of those things too, which can be exciting, but also daunting and hard, you know, you have so many other responsibilities. So, um, you'll get there. Yeah. Keep on the mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just cool that you started that so long ago and that you have those loyal people that purchase yeah yeah um okay the other thing I was thinking that we could kind of chat about today is um well and it kind of goes along with Carrie like I feel like you worked corporate it was very stressful um you were managing your children your job all of it at the same time I'm sure a lot of people can relate because I feel like that was the situation that a lot of parents were thrown into during COVID, whether they signed up for that or not. Um, I think we've all probably had to work from home with our kids and it's not easy. And so anyway, I thought we could chat today about like, you know, where we are a couple of years removed from COVID and the madness that was that, um, And I think it's interesting how health trends kind of ebb and flow. And I feel like I'm seeing a lot of stuff circulate about just kind of um, making like the trend seems to be balancing our nervous systems. And I feel like that's becoming a very trendy topic. And for good reason, I think it's so wonderful to talk about. Um, but looking at health from the viewpoint of our, our nervous system health, um, you know, anxiety is a huge problem for many, a uh, struggle for many, depression, same thing, all the things. And I think for so long, and especially like I said, during COVID, we were all trying to manage like 9 million things at once. And I know for me, at least last year, I was just freaking exhausted. Like I, it just, I like hit a wall. And I think this year, that's a a big part of my focus is like, 
kind of reset it, resetting my dopamine receptors, my neurotransmitters, all of that, trying to make myself like super even keeled and healthy at the same time, you know, um, and making that align with our jobs, with our friendships, like finding the balance of, of staying social, but not doing too much, you know, it's, it's all a balance and I hate the word balance, but I don't know. Are you guys seeing this, this, uh, nervous system conversation around? How do you feel about it? Um, how does it apply to you? All the things. What's yeah. your oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know if Lindsay was going to talk. Oh. The, uh, yeah, I think, I think there's so many, there's so much that you could talk about here, but, um, I'll, I'll speak from my perspective. I haven't seen the trending part as much, but I think it also might just be, I'm really deeply rooted in the yoga community. And I think it's something that like is talked about constantly with in relation to yoga. And it's honestly, everything that you just described is the reason that I chose what I chose with my life because my nervous system was on overload. Like when I tell you I was so stressed out when I was working that way before, I literally, and it, it's, you know, partially just my personality. I don't like to let people down. And so when I was working, um, I was a wedding coordinator. And so I dealt directly with brides and grooms and, you know, people are under a lot of pressure and stress when they're planning a wedding, even the best of people in the world, um, become very different people when they're planning their wedding. And it brings out some really ugly sides of people. And I always felt a lot of pressure to be like on the ball. Like I wanted to be the first to respond to them. I wanted to make sure that I, you know, I didn't wait too long. And um, I think a lot of that was like self-inflicted pressure and just not knowing early on in my career how to like put up boundaries with my clients. But um, I also just realized like over time that I just did not want that stress in my life. Like I just, it was really, really affecting my health. Um, I was a disaster. Like I just felt like I was on edge at all times and I was never an anxious person before. I never was. And then that has, that has grown for me as an adult. And I think it has to do with um, the stress that I was under for a long time. And so I, it's taken me a really long time to figure out how to calm that. And I definitely have moments where um, I feel like I'm spiraling. Sure, Christy's listened to quite a few of my rants where I felt like I was spiraling. And, um, but I think one of the things that kind of bringing us back to like the new year, one of the things that I, it was sort of like an epiphany last night. There are days where I feel like my brain is going in 500 different directions. Like I literally feel like there's ping pong balls just bouncing off the sides of my head and there's 500 of them in there because it's, you know, people use that analogy all the time. Like if you're, when you're a mom, you have like 50 tabs open in your brain. It feels like that, but they're just like scattered everywhere. And when I get like that, I start to jump like all over the place from one thing to another. And that is like pretty much what you're talking about. Like, it's like my nervous system is like fried and just like on overload. And I realized last night that one of the things that I think I can do or that a lot of people can do to calm that is to get off your freaking phones mm -hmm. because I start to, when I get overwhelmed, I start to like, I grab my phone and I like open this tab. I open that tab. I open, you know, I'm like looking from one thing to the other. And so that time blocking, I think really helps. Um, and again, just like minimizing some of the distraction and just staying focused on like one thing at a time. So that's one of the things that I'm working on is is um because I, I I think I realized that for me that's a huge trigger I think it's giving me anxiety I think it's like causing me to be like in like high stress mode and I need to like bring that back down and so I I set like different things on my phone now so that during the day from like certain hours I can't open certain apps and I have maximum screen time for those apps throughout the entire day so I, even just today this is the first day I'm doing it but I'm not opening those, those apps up because I know I only have a little bit of time on them. So why bother when I'm in the middle of 500 other things, like distracting myself with that? Um, excellent boundary. I am impressed. I like that. Only Chris, I think you're good at that. It's so, it's so cool that those tools exist now, you know, that we can set those timers and notifications to be like, oh my gosh, you've been on Instagram for three hours today. Like th those tools are nice to have for sure. And it's funny um, how like easy it is to do that. Like for our kids, like you have 30 minutes to like, we can implement those 
for other people easier than we can implement them for ourselves, at least for me. And I think we have to get real with ourselves. to, like you said, like some real deep, like, Hey, I'm distracted right now. And if I have these goals that I want to achieve or whatever peace, uh, calm nervous system, like these things, these unending tabs aren't helping me. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. I really do think that those are, like you said, Christy, like it's cool that they even, we even have that. So maybe I'm feeling convicted to probably utilize those myself. <laughs> have to look I've have you guys heard of the, I think is it called Arlo or there's like a box, Carrie, we've talked about this. Okay. It's a box that you can put your phone in and it's like, it's Arlo, A-R-O, right? A-R-O, that's it. Yeah. It's a box that you can put your phone in and it, it's, I don't know. Um, there's an app that goes along with it. So when your phone is in the box, it like, and you can, you can, it tracks how long your phone's in the box. And so like it's to help you lead a more intentional phone free screen free life. And you can join, like if the three of us all had an RO box, we could be in like an RO group and we could compete with like who was off their phone the most, or it's kind of like the reverse of, of, yeah, just like being on your phone all day, being on the apps all day. Um, and you know, I think, yeah, it's a good, it's another good tool that you could use to be more and more present, more intentional. Yeah. Yeah. I I found too that there, you know, as again, I just started this today. Um, but I think it's going to help a lot overall. I do find that I need my phone for, I do need my phone to work. Like I, a lot of the stuff that I do, um, is on my phone. And I think that's probably the case for a lot of people, especially people like us who are kind of juggling multiple things or working from home or whatever, like even just silly things like my calculator, like I could probably just get a calculator out or whatever, but like, I need my calculator quite a bit. Um, I need to follow, you know, recipes. I need to post on social media for, you know, different classes that I'm teaching. Just broke my thing. Um, and so I think again, setting the setting those those screen time things with your apps is definitely helpful. Um, and I think um, I was going to say something before about the. I don't know if that's totally answering what you were saying, but I think um, the other piece of it is when you're. I don't know, like with with the nervous system stuff. I think a lot of that comes from not not setting aside time for yourself, whatever that means for you. You know, like. I think for some people it's reading a book or taking a bath or whatever, like having a moment where you can be quiet and still and doing something that's not work or not taking care of somebody else or whatever, whatever, whatever that is, listening to a podcast, going for a walk, exercise. For me, it's yoga. If I do yoga, it doesn't matter how crazy my brain is. I felt super overwhelmed yesterday. I went to yoga class last night. I left there feeling like a million bucks. Like just being able to like slow my brain down. I think, I mean, I could talk about yoga and how I think that directly affects your nervous system for hours. I think if you have a really strong yoga practice and I'm not saying like you need to be a super advanced yogi, like nothing like that. But if you can figure out how to sit and be still and to breathe and focus on that, even if it's for five minutes, like that's literally what I teach these kids, you know, how how to how to calm yourself down, even just from the simplest place, like just talking about calming your body. We, we do this exercise in my classes where I have the kids like run around a little bit, you know, like they're dancing, whatever it is. They're not necessarily like super like crazy in the room, but they're energized. And then I have them sit down and hold onto their heart for a moment. And I'm like, do you feel your heart? It's beating super fast. Do you know how to make that stop to like slow that down? And it's literally just sitting and breathing and just thinking about breathing in and breathing out. And like, I think we don't do that enough, but not, not enough people do that. And that simple thing right there can regulate your nervous system so much um, throughout the day, even if it's just for a few minutes, like just sitting and like really thinking about your breath. Um, so yeah, that's a Yeah. And isn't it the, it's the exhale, right? That's so powerful. I think like the exhale, I don't know. I don't know enough of to speak like scientifically about it, but I'm pretty sure it's the exhale that kind of like resets you. Um, so just breathing for a moment, focusing on the exhale. I think that's so, so simple yet. So powerful. Love that. Well, yeah. it's funny because, um, I got back into yoga maybe like last spring and I remember going into one of like the hot yoga classes and there was 
somebody beside me that was just so loud like inhale like it was so loud and I was kind of like and then now I'm like becoming that person it feels so good and I feel like before it was like almost like I wouldn't allow myself to release that um you feel like guarded or whatever and it's like I have found in that space, like the freedom to truly like embrace what you're supposed to do. And that's not that you have to do that, but it's just, it is different when you really do allow yourself to like truly release and exhale. I'm like, I get you now, but at first it's like, what is that, is that guy okay over there? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like when you get into those practices and some of it's just feeling comfortable like when I go to a new place like a yoga studio nobody knows that I'm the new girl but I feel like the new girl a little bit and then you kind of find your footing you know so some of it's in our heads maybe why we don't allow ourselves to fully relax not just in yoga just in any place you know yeah, um, yeah. anyway yeah, yeah I, think, I love that I like again even if you're even if you've never taken a yoga class before if you that when you first were talking about this, Christy, that was the first thing I thought about was like regulating your nervous system because I've been in some really stressful situations in my life. And I swear if it wasn't for that breath work, I would not be able to like, I'm sure everyone's had moments in their life where you feel like you're going to have a panic attack, whether you've actually had one or not, but like your, you know, your heart is racing you literally don't know what to do with yourself. And if you just stop and focus on your breath, I swear it like brings you, brings you back to a more regulated state and you can then use a calm brain and not be so wired um, to work through whatever kind of stressors you have going on, whether that's work stress, kids stress, whatever. And, and it's also one of those things where like no one's ever a master at it. Like there are definitely times where even, even the most practiced people are going to like lose it. But if, if you can constantly come back to that point where you can breathe and, um, and try to, um, bring your, your body back to like a more stable state, then it's going to calm your nervous system too. So, yeah. Yeah. And I've talked, I've talked about this on here before, but I wear a whoop band and it's a similar to an aura ring. There's a couple of different like tools out there that um, measure the same thing, but um, my whoop band measures my heart rate variability. And so, and that's a newer technology, but the heart rate variability is all about your, your autonomic nervous system and how well you're, you know, um, switching in and out of fight or flight and, you know, all those things. And I, and again, I feel like there's, there's a, like a bunch of new devices that are monitoring. The, these are all newer things. And I feel like we're stumbling into this technology and I think it's really cool. I think it's going to help us because I remember just a few years ago, it was like hustle culture, like multitask, do this hustle, hustle, hustle. And then I feel like, and maybe not, but I feel like COVID kind of shifted that. Like we all kind of just got pushed to our max. And everyone just kind of was like putting on the brakes and we realized it wasn't sustain. That is not sustainable. Like we're not effective when we multitask, when we hustle in hustle culture, we burn out, we get anxiety. We don't um, regulate our ourselves and therefore our relationships suffer. I feel like we realized pretty quickly all the consequences that came from that. Mm -hmm. And so now I just feel like there's the shift, which is what I was saying in the beginning to kind of regulate ourselves, deep breathing, even major professional athletes value deep breathing, meditation, and yoga, you know, like that wasn't always the case. I just feel like we're coming into um, realizing the importance of self-regulation when it comes to the nervous system. And so mm -hmm. I like this trend. I hope it sticks. I hope I'm into it. I really you know, I think there's so much to learn too. Like, I don't, maybe some of you don't even know about heart rate variability, but like, look up, look it up. I'm not like an expert to speak on it, but it definitely is a good key measure um, to kind of check in about your health and your nervous system and how well you're, you're doing there. So. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And Christy, I asked for the weekend for Christmas and Justin got me an Apple watch because he felt like that was an upgrade. And I was like, well, that is very <laughs> sweet, but that's not, <laughs> but anyways, I mean, I, I like it enough, but I was kind of excited. 
<laughs> to be able to. Oh, do- I'm sure. So are you? I'm sure I can do similar things on this, but. Are you wearing the Apple Watch then? Like you're keeping it? You're keeping it? Yeah, yeah. I do like it. I mean, and really, I wanted to know like activity level and things like that. And I'm sure that I can download an app that does something similar. I haven't really fidgeted with it that much, but it was, it was just made me laugh because it was something that was on my list. And he was like, I felt like you would like this better. Okay. <laughs> Wait, does it tell you your heart rate variability? I don't think variability. It tells me my heart rate. Okay. I, my, I think it's different. Like I think it's different. I have an Apple Watch too, but I don't, haven't like delved into it all that much either. I kind of just like it to like, like the kids and I will go for a hike and we'll like try to get to like the two mile mark or we'll get. Yeah. The and I do like that because it's funny. Like when I'm working, um, doing wallpaper and I'm like, how many steps am I getting? Like up the ladder, down the, like, I wanted to know what was happening there for some, for my own curiosity. So it's kind of fun to have it for that. But, um, and I think you can kind of get, I mean, you can probably get anything on there, but I, I agree with you. I think that information is super helpful. I think sometimes like for myself, I was a little bit last year in denial about my current, I, what would you even call it when you talk about your nervous system? Like emotional or mental maybe it's all of it state like when my boys were all home they're so loud and I love them so much but like there was chaos all the time I felt like like even when we were doing school it was just like up and down and all around and I felt like I could handle it for the most part and then I just constantly felt like stressed like at level 10 you know and um it wasn't until they went back to school that I really kind of felt like I was kind of coming down from that um which is when I first had the epiphany I was like wow I was just like at a really high level like trying to manage this high level that wasn't sustainable for me and so what that looked like for me was like getting frustrated losing my crap you I just couldn't be patient anymore because I'm like all the time so I think it was really helpful for me to realize like my limitations on not (laughs) that sounds bad. I love my children, but I do think there's something about like them being at school and then coming home that allows me to be better on when they're home, you know, rather than having to be like teacher and mom on that level. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. yeah. I think I even- teachers feel all day. I don't know. <laughs> about that too with, um, I'm kind of the same way. Like I, you know, when I, when I'm teaching kids yoga, you're walking into someone else's space and like there may be chaos for that half an hour, but it's only half an hour. And then they go back to their life and whatever. I feel the same way. Like when my kids are home for like a whole weekend, you know, obviously with me being divorced, they're here part time and then they're with their dad part time. And I need those times with them over there so that I can kind of reset. And I need that time at night too, to reset. Like when they go to bed, because I feel like I'm same, same thing. Like, it's just like the like level is up here and I like need that time to bring it down. So I think kind of going back to like, you know, there's certain parts of your life that you can't control, whether you have a super stressful job or you have young children who are really loud and you're overstimulated all the time. Like all those things are going to happen. And I think learning how to learning what you need to regulate your your um, nervous system is so important. And again, that could be five minutes. This is going to be a dumb example, but um, a lot of times, like I just sit in my car, like I, when I'm mm-hmm. feeling super overloaded, like, and I get, I, I admittedly, I've learned this and Christy and I were just talking about this yesterday. Like I get very overstimulated very easily. I never was like that before, but that's anxiety. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's anxiety. It's like my, uh, my focus is off and it's, typically when I'm, you know, like when I get overstimulated like that, like I literally feel like my lid is going to blow. And so the only way for me to come down from that is to have a moment. And I've had to talk to my kids about this before too, where like, sometimes I just need five minutes alone and I will be fine if I just have five minutes. So sometimes like I'll pull in the driveway and I send the kids inside and my neighbors think I'm nuts. Like they literally like you in your car. Like I do, I sit in my driveway and I just, Sometimes I like look through my phone just, you know, for distraction or whatever. And sometimes I just sit there for like five minutes and I just need five minutes of quiet. So again, if you have like a really stressful life or work or kids or whatever, like if you can find those just couple of moments to just reset, figure out what it is that like helps you to kind of down-regulate 
Um, and it can be so helpful throughout the day. Yeah. And I'm the so- car, the car is magic for that, isn't it? Lindsay, it's do like, you sit in your van? Yeah, it's like it's mama's closet. I know Justin will be like, what do you do? I'm like, just <laughs> give me a minute. I, I mean, I think that's a real thing. I feel like that's where the moms get there. There are two places that I don't want to be disturbed. One is the shower. Two is the car. And when, when a little kid peeks open, little kid named Ruby peeks open my shower curtain, I get the same feeling when I pull in the driveway and I'm just sitting in my car and she rap a tap taps on my car window. I'm like, Rawr! this is, doesn't everybody know that this is like my sacred place? You're like <laughs> and, I'm going to need to reset and get five more minutes now. <laughs> yes. Every time you tap on my car, I get five more minutes. <laughs> you know like a, a meme that I remember going around at one point or maybe it was like somebody made a video about it <laughs> but it was like basically like the moment when you buckle your kids my kids are bold enough to buckle themselves in but when you put your kid in the car seat and you do like an extra lap around the car having <laughs> 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 that extra second of peace before you have to like deal with the next eruption or whatever Anyway, it's just, and that's I so funny. It's funny because I used to hear moms like talking like this, maybe mainly when I had smaller children, I think, or I'm like, how could you be talking like that about your little blessings? But it's not a personal thing. It's not like because your children are, it's because we can only handle so much. Like our bodies can only handle so much. And some of that's not just if it was just raising our kids. Yeah, you'd probably just be fine, but there's so many added pressures and so many added things that like right now we as women have on our plate that that's what makes it to the point where we have to find our oasis and figure out what our balance is, you know, because I don't know, it's not like the selfish thing to take care of yourself. And I think that sometimes, you know, you've whatever, I think all of us prioritize wellness so that's that but I mean I kind of am like well sorry I have to do that or else I'm a terrible mother so it was funny I was talking to someone the other day um who does not have children (laughs) I don't know this man well I just was texting with him and I said something along the lines of um I just dropped the kids off at their dad's and I'm I like so needed that break or something. And I guess I had like maybe made a couple of comments like that before. And again, I don't know him very well. And he was like, why do you hate your kids? (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, is that how I sound? I was like, you don't get it. You don't have children. But I was like, I love my children, but I really, really, really need those breaks. And it's not just my kids. I need that break from, we all need those breaks from like everything in our lives. But for me, like the key is I just need like, a solid hour of silence during the day where I'm not doing work. I'm not doing house stuff. I'm not taking care of kids, whatever it is, but like, and it doesn't necessarily have to be meditating. It just needs to be like quiet reset. And that's the only way that I can keep myself in a, in a healthy mental state and not be completely overtaken by stress because before I never had that never, ever, ever. I didn't sleep every waking moment that I had, I was like doing, 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 doing. Um, and now like, I think about that, like those, like at night when I have that time to decompress and like, you know, again, take care of my mental health and my, um, again, my nervous system, whatever. I think back to that time where I used to work like crazy hours. Like I would put the kids to bed and I would work until two o'clock in the morning. And then I would shut my eyes and go to sleep. And that was it. And I, I don't even know how I did that anymore, like without that time to decompress. So anyway, so like we've yeah, like dark interactions here, but all that's all nervous system regulation. Like that's exactly what that is. That moment of needing a of a, a breath or some time away from your children or a step outside of work, all that's really what it is, is just like resetting. And it's again so crucial. But for so long, I feel like we didn't allow it because it was like frowned upon almost to like need to take a break or step away or take a vacation. I mean, I still think that in the corporate world, sometimes it can be frowned upon to take a vacation. Like there's a little bit of that that still lingers. Um, And, you know, everybody has different limitations and different needs and 
there's no right or wrong there. It's just setting boundaries and learning, you know, what you need. And if what you need is to sit in your oasis of a car, uh, then go for it. You know, like I, I, when you said that oasis of a car, I was thinking like your oasis, I was thinking, damn, my oasis is a 2015 Acura RDX with a busted windshield. I've got orange peels on the floor underneath my feet and there's trash everywhere. And it smells like my dog rolled in something and then rolled in my car. And that is my oasis. Oh my gosh. I'm not asking for much. I just need to sit there. <laughs> you are so blessed. I am so blessed. The other day, Seth was like, do you want to take your car or mine? And I was like, well, my car has like wet wipe. Like we were going somewhere, you know, as a family. And I was like, well, my car has the wet wipes. If Ruby needs to wipe her hands and my car has the, you know, trash can if we need. And he was like, yeah, your car also has orange peels on the ground and it stinks. So let's take mine. <laughs> Transfer those wet wipes, please. That's fair funny. enough. Do you have wet wipes? Do you moms, do you have wet wipes in your car? I feel like that's like a must. I don't currently, you know, I should anymore. I, I, I'm pretty crazy about my car too. Like it definitely gets a little bit messy, but, um, but it's not, it's like messy. Like I need to vacuum it. Not like there's never trash on the floor. I'm very, I don't know. Cause I feel like, cause I like live out of my car too. Like I need it to be somewhat clean or I'll lose my mind yeah okay note to self-cleaning my car before Carrie comes to visit me yeah <laughs> I'm now all of a sudden very embarrassed no my car no you'll feel I'll just peek in my car next time you're with me and you'll feel better <laughs> it's not cute but I don't it's not my stuff it's my kid's stuff like pick up your things also like in the winter, it's worse because everybody's cold. So I just don't want to be lingering around the car. So we just run in and then you go back and then all that crap's still in. It's just bad. I'm yeah. like, yeah, whatever. Put that on the resolution. I have so much stuff in my car, like for my classes and whatnot. My whole trunk is full of stuff. And so if I have things thrown all over the place, like it just gives me major anxiety. Like it needs to be, it just needs to be like a clean slate everywhere else in the car so that I can like move stuff around and find what I need. So it's part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's, mine's wallpaper shenanigans that I spell sometimes. Um, that is, yeah, I mean, whatever. I love that our conversation about the nervous system ended up transferring into car, car talk. I love it so much. We have to find the spaces that makes us happy, which is our goldfish cracker crumbed cars. (laughs) I love that. Okay. Well, that is, um, I think a good conversation for today. (laughs) I love it. And, um, before we go, I think we should all go around and share what we're loving right now. Um, but Carrie, we'll start with you since you're our guest today. What are you loving right now? Could be anything, anything, just what, which, what you loving? Um, I mean, right this second, I'm feeling really good about the fresh start new year routine that I've got going on. Um, oh, I actually, I told Christy this this morning. So one of the things that, um, one of my goals is to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier. And instead of just like launching into that, like I've done before and like trying to get up at five o'clock in the morning, like my alarm goes off at seven most mornings and, I've decided that I'm going to just creep that back 15 minutes until I get to six. And that's like good enough. It's like halfway to where I wish I was, but like, it's just not realistic for me to do any more than that. And so I'm, I felt so good this morning about my routine. I've got my next month kind of scheduled out. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm feeling very, very good about that. I feel really good to get up this morning and do what I said I was going to do. Um, and hopefully I can keep that going. Yeah. I love that so much because I meant to say this to you earlier, but now it's the perfect time to talk about it. I think so often on January 1, we try to launch in from zero to 100 like overnight. And, you know, that is why, I mean, this is not new news to anyone, but that's why resolutions fail because we're like, I'm going to run a half marathon tomorrow. And we haven't walked in ages. And so, like, Carrie, meeting yourself where you are, 15 minute increments until you get to your goal, like 
instead of climbing that mountain head on, like make some switchbacks, do some switchbacks, get there a little bit slower, but you know, more sustainable. And I love that. So yeah, proud of you for that. Because I definitely was the one that was like, okay, I've been sleeping until nine and I'm going to start waking up at 5am tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Just a few hours earlier. Just a few hours. (laughs) Good for you. Thanks. Okay. Lindsay, what are you loving right now? What are you loving right now? I am loving, um, do you guys know Earthly, the brand Earthly? They have wellness products. So they have a cream and it's a, it's a lymphatic cream that you can kind of like put different places to drain your lymph nodes. Um, and it has like a tiny bit of castor oil in it. So I feel like it's like pretty potent and gets things moving. Anyways, I feel like they've been helping. It's been helping with cramps, like alleviate cramps, you know, um, like menstrual cramps. Yeah. Like, sorry, I should be specific. Like before my period, like if, I don't know, I feel like I'm back in high school or something. Like I've been getting bad cramps. Um, and that's been helping if I use it before my period comes. And then like Zeke's home from school today too. He just has crud and a cough. And so I did a lymphatic drainage massage on him with that. And I don't know if it like works right away, but I just feel like it's I don't know. It's a really good product. If you haven't looked at earthly stuff, they have very clean, it's like all herbal ingredients, but that lymphatic cream is one of my favorites. I I have had it for a year and I use it on different things, but really like it. Oh, I want to try that. So what mm-hmm. is the other, what are the other active ingredients? Do you know what's in there that well, I could go get it. It's, um, I mean, oh, okay. the thing that I noticed the second one is, um, the castor oil. Cause I was like, Oh, how potent is, cause I know that that can be like a drop can, you know, yeah, be aggressive on your body. But, um, I don't know. I have to look at it. I don't know off the top of my head, but I really, maybe like calendula oil. I don't know. There's a couple other. Okay. Cool. I well, love that. You'll have to let me know. Carrie, have you heard of earthly? Yes. And it's funny because I have a tab open on my phone to something that's earthly, but I'm, I, ca- I can't think off the top of my head right now what it is. But when There's you said that- so many mind. things. Like they have all those tinctures. So I was getting, like they have like get well tincture and sinus saver tinctures. And we use their um, magnesium lotion too. So I put it on the bottom of the kid's feet at night. Um, they have so many good products and they're at such a great price point too. They're, they're located in Columbus, but I mean, it's- oh that company is growing. Like it's, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, get off. Cause I definitely have awesome. it. So funny. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So that's what I'm okay. loving. What about you? Christy? I love that. Um, I am loving. Okay. So I just got a new cookbook from the library. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm obsessed with, um, I think her, I think her name is pronounced Alex Snodgrass. Um, God bless her with that last name, but she, <laughs> she is the author of the defined dish, which I've been, <laughs> I've been cooking with that book for like years. And, um, she wrote a new cookbook and it's called dinner tonight. And it's so good. Do you guys, have you guys ever made a defined dish recipe? Do you know her at all? I probably use her recipes, but I don't, I don't have any oh, in the book. I, I like exclusively cook from her books because, um, the one, the defined dish book is like whole 30 approved and mostly paleo, which is how I like to eat. Um, but yummy, like my whole family just gobbles up everything that I make from, from her. And, but we were getting kind of like, I mean, I've been cooking from it for like three or four years. So it was time for a fresh switch up. Thank you, Alex Snodgrass for making a new cookbook. It's very good. Great. And sorry for throwing shade on your last name. She's I never like- going to still laughing I don't know why that made me (laughs) bless her heart she's so cute and her food is delicious okay (laughs) yay yes all right awesome well okay so here's the deal listeners we really need you to send us some questions so that we can do a QA and a episode not next week but the week after um so if you have any feedback about Anything we've talked about today, um, last week, if I cut Lindsay off too much and you want to tell me about it, 
I, I, I messaged Lindsay after our last podcast. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I've been cutting you off. Like, I don't know. Maybe you guys have noticed that too. I'm going to work on it. Um, any feedback, any questions, shoot us a DM on our Instagram or send us an email and um, we will read your question either anonymously or not. That's up to you. And then answer it. So, yeah. And tell us too, how you're regulating your nervous systems. I want to yes. hear like what everybody else, is it your car? What are, what are other people doing? What do we need to do? What wellness tips do we need to talk about? Um, but Carrie, thank you for hanging out with us. It's always fun chatting with you. I love, um, hearing about your adventures. And if you guys don't follow Carrie on Instagram, she's a fun follow too. Cause she always posts about yoga and what inspires her. Um, I feel like you're a very uplifting person to, to watch on Instagram watch is the right thing. I don't know. I just enjoy seeing what you are up to and post. It's sweet. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, sounds good. Everybody keep on with those new year's realizations, uh, regulating that nervous system and sitting in your cars. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.